hello, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I'm interviewing Tiana Tai. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to this community. Me too. I just love you so much as a person. So thank you so much for being here. So give us the deets on who you are, your background, what you do. Yes, the infamous question. Okay, so you already heard. My name is Tiana Tai. My business, we refer to what I do as industrial organizational psychology. Super big title. Always get the deer in headlights when I say that. So (laughs) super simply put, it's been my profession, my career to study the intersection of human behavior, specifically in work. So Mm. for example, if you've heard of like Adam Grant, he is a really big IO in our space. And he always says our main job is to help business owners make work suck a lot less. Right. And I feel like as entrepreneurs, we can really connect to that because to be honest, a lot of us like ran from corporate and from not being our own bosses Mm -hmm. because of personal experiences. So I just think it's this beautiful opportunity to come into this space. I love my entrepreneur community and really teach them the things that they need to know and understand so that we're not recreating the same patterns and the same issues that many of us actually Mm -hmm. ran away from. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's my thing. That's what I do. I love, and Hannah knows this, I love to do all of this stuff specifically as it relates to being a leader, being the best leader that you can be and managing your team well and with heart, whatever that Mm -hmm. means for you. Um, So I'm excited to really dig in today and like get into it. Yeah. This is such a good topic. And actually, before we move into um, the main topic of this conversation, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Like, how did you get into this entrepreneur space? Walk us through that. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I've always had kind of that entrepreneur edge, I would say, you know, in high school, I was the cookie lady. I sold Mm -hmm. chocolate chip cookies. Then I slowly transitioned into the cupcake lady. Clearly I have a thing (laughs) for baking. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, fast forward, I actually knew from high school that I wanted to go into psychology. So I went straight into that. I went the traditional route. So I do have, you know, degrees in psychology, went and got an advanced degree in IO psychology. Um, and what's interesting is somehow I kind of lost sight of the mm-hmm. concepts of being my own boss and entrepreneurship. Like, I think I thought about it in an extremely long-term context. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, I'll I'll put my time in at this mega firm and then, you know, 20 years in, maybe I'll like start my own like little boutique consulting firm or what have you. And that's obviously not what happened because your girl is in her mid twenties. So let me mm-hmm. tell you what happened. <laughs> um, essentially, I've also always been really, really attracted to small businesses. So although I had opportunities to work with like the bigger firms and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like when I got an offer from a small boutique consulting firm in this space, I was like, yep, doing it. Like team of five or less, I'm Mm -hmm. on that team. Like, let's go. (laughs) I love that. And the beautiful thing about like when you work in a place like that is I was able to, you know, get the experience, do the work. And that was really great. But when the time came and when I started to expose myself to programs like how you and I met in KBB Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, 
I was able to go to my boss directly and say, you know what, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm, you know, starting to do. I'd love your blessing. And I'd love to kind of transition our professional relationship. Mm. So actually that's been a really intriguing journey because I went from full time thinking like, this is the firm I'm going to dedicate all my time to all of that, to kind of transitioning out to where I still support them in a capacity. But my main focus is now on my business, which for obvious reasons has felt really good good the last year or so. So good. So good. And I love your background and story and just how you got to where you are now. And you talk a lot about leadership, hiring, and I want to start the conversation off with hiring a dream team. So in order to have a great team, right, you have to be a good leader. So from your perspective, what are some of like the qualities and traits that you see in great leaders? And yeah, share some more detail on that. Okay. Love that question. For me, one of the most important things when it relates to leadership is understanding who you are as an individual Mm -hmm. first. Like, you know, we could talk, you know, leadership theory. Oh my gosh. There's so many books on my bookshelf I'm looking at right now. (laughs) We could talk all the theory, all the goodness. We could do it all day, but I do have to say, there's a reason that Enneagram is actually one of my favorite leadership tools. Like there's a reason that we, even as, you know, professionals, even with the corporate background and whatnot in corporate, we still relate way back to those personality assessments, those inventories. And it's for a reason, because as a leader, if we don't understand who we are at our core, then we're kind of just doing what we think we should be doing as opposed to really embodying and elevating our unique characteristics in the best way and being super transparent about them with the people Mm -hmm. who work with us and around us. Because as with any relationship, you know, if, if you don't understand how you communicate and then you can't communicate that to your team members, how is it that the working relationship is really going to vibe well, right? So mm-hmm. we've got to get rooted in who we are and be comfortable in that and then get comfortable communicating that to the people that work with us. Um, and I think you would you would vibe with this statement, but I think about, you know, the process of attracting your people, attracting your team the yep. same way I feel like a lot of marketers talk about attracting your ideal client and your tribe, right? Mm-hmm. It's all around that concept of, it's okay to repel people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for example, I'll use myself. Like I'm not, I don't know. I'm emotional, but I'm not like the most emotional person. I'm not super touchy feely. Um, Quality time is only really a love language with my husband. Not really many other people. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as a leader, if someone needed, you know, a really high touch leader, someone that they could be on the phone with multiple times a day and all of that stuff, that's not my strong suit. So I have to know and be comfortable enough to say, you know what, I love what you're bringing to the table, but let's have a conversation about who I actually am in real life as a leader. Because if we're not matching, yeah, if we don't match, it's going to damage our working relationship when it doesn't have to. So how do you go and assess that? Are there certain tips or recommendations that you would give an entrepreneur who is, you know, going to hire a team mm-hmm. and they're obviously really excited, but how do you go and assess, you know, the person's personality? Do you utilize the Enneagram? Is there anything else that you recommend? Yeah, I utilize the Enneagram, but honestly, from just like a holistic perspective, you can utilize 
any of that stuff. So whether it's human design, disc, Enneagram, Mm -hmm. what have you, truly all of it helps. And all of it, again, is related back to having a firm understanding, not that we can't grow, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a much better like communicator, (laughs) like, okay, let's just chat for the sake of chatting as opposed to chatting for the sake of work. Like Mm -hmm. I've gotten better at that personally, but I wouldn't have necessarily had the tools if I didn't identify that that was the pattern I fell into in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I will like, for example, I can give you this recommendation later on, but there are some Enneagram books that are directly tied to leadership and teams mm-hmm. and those have my whole heart. So I'm just saying there's resources. Ooh, so good. And we're going to drop the link to your website after this and your Instagram so people can find out about all these great books. So, so good. So for someone who is hiring, kind of shifting gears here, mm-hmm. moving into the hiring process, what are some of your tips on like do's and don'ts when you you know, are hiring a new team member. Oh, beautiful. First tip, I guess I'll go with the don't first. That's always fun (laughs) is uh, don't get so overwhelmed that you immediately are just like, I need to hire help right now. And it's going to be a catch-all VA because I just need to catch all everything. Don't do that. No shade to the VAs. I freaking love y'all. What I'm saying, however, (laughs) what I'm saying, however, is I understand we most of us get to that place sometime or another, and that's totally natural. Mm -hmm. But even when you're in that state of overwhelm, the absolute best thing you can do for yourself is take a deep breath, pause, and take all of the hectic chaos going on in your brain and put it down on some paper and really reflect on who it is that you truly need in this specific Mm -hmm. moment in time. So again, another resource that I'll give to y'all. But one of the things that I love to do is a daily work log. Simply put, it's a way to document all of the tasks, all of the to-dos, all of the things that should be to-dos but aren't really getting done. Y'all know how that goes. Mm -hmm. And we write them all down. But beyond that, we start to categorize in some interesting ways. So we look at the things that you can uh, automate with a system, right? Because it is my firm belief we shouldn't be hiring a person to do a bunch of work that a system can do. Mm -hmm. People are much more awesome than that. Let's give them interesting jobs, not jobs that Dubsado and HoneyBook can do for us. Exactly. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. after we cross all the automation stuff off the list, then we start looking at the things that we can actually delegate and the things that we want to delegate. Obviously your zone of genius stuff, keep that, that's yours. CEO Mm -hmm. all day, do it. But the delegation tasks, that's what we really want to pay attention to. And it's really fun because I don't say sit down and do this for a day. Typically, I have people do it for a week because we batch work around here. So when you do it for a week and you start um, compiling all of these delegation tasks, that's when you start to see a pattern, right? So personal example, I remember back when I did it, the pattern I saw was, man, a lot of the tasks that I don't like doing that are taking me a lot of time that do move the needle in my business, because that's one of the things we check out, right? are podcast related. Mm. And you know this because obviously we're on a podcast right now. That post-production work, creating the graphics, the show notes, getting it put up on the website, making sure if you have Libsyn, thank God for that. But if you don't, Mm -hmm. making sure it's going all the right places. It's hours and hours of work. So by doing something like a daily work log and getting all of that onto paper and seeing it and being Mm -hmm. like, man, all of this stuff really is podcast related. What is going to be one of my first major investments? A podcast manager. And 
Unfortunately, I had um, a podcast management intern, which was amazing. I loved her. But that working relationship has ended because internships are time limited. Mm-hmm. So I miss it and I want it back and it <laughs> happens soon. <laughs> they are a lot. It, having a podcast is a lot of work in itself. So that's mm-hmm. very interesting. So you make a list of all of your tasks and see what's really bogging down your day and then go from there. So good. So good. So in terms of once you've done that and now you're ready to finally hire someone and interview someone, of course, there's going to be some, you know, interviews and some hires where maybe it's not a good fit. How do you handle that situation? Because I I've hear this time and time again, where entrepreneurs, they're overwhelmed, they're not thinking in advance, and then they hire out of desperation and they might not hire the right person, right? Yes. So how do you handle a situation when it's not a good fit and moving forward? Okay, beautiful. I'm going to talk to two separate scenarios. They're okay. both this scenario, but there's two different ways that this can go. First version is if we actually did have a job description and some other things in place to protect you as the business owner, that can be it's almost an easier conversation because you have some of those materials that you can reference back, right? Mm. That say, okay, so, you know, when I opened up this role, these are the things I said I was looking for. Like, let's reference back to this job description. Let's reference back to these conversations that we had at the beginning and really start to address where I'm starting to notice some misalignment and really get to the bottom of it to see Mm -hmm. if we can continue this working relationship, right? Okay. Let's fast forward to reality. A lot of times we don't have that in place and it's cool, okay? Like if you're sitting here like, Tiana, I don't have that. It's okay. (laughs) We can work it out. So it's still the same conversation, but I do have to be honest. It does kind of make it like feel a little bit different when you don't have something that, you know, was agreed to that you can kind of ground there. Mm -hmm. Now, what I will say is in this space, a lot of people that we hire tend to come to us with the proposals and the contracts and whatnot. So it's still well within your power and your right to address those agreements made. And I always like to recommend, and I personally go into these conversations looking for understanding first and foremost. Like if you can step into a conversation like that, because let's be honest, it can be a little uncomfortable with just the simple goal of, I want to go into this to understand and then come to some sort of resolution that feels good to both of us. Like take the pressure mm-hmm. away of like, okay, I'm going to have to really get on to them. Like we don't have to turn it into that sort of atmosphere. If we want to go into it just to understand and get clear on where things are going wrong. And honestly, if things are going wrong way too far and it's impacting the business and it's impacting your clients, you are fully empowered to end the working relationship, period. Like, mm-hmm. And I've, I've talked to and known people that were scared to do that because they feel like it hasn't been that long, but like this really isn't working or I feel so bad because she was really excited or what have you. But I do have to say like, this is where we kind of have to be like, okay, you know, we're CEOs. This is, this is business. So it's, it's, yep, exactly. it's time to do what we got to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that can always be really tough to have those conversations and, but it's like having the tools in place to be able to do that confidently and comfortably um, in a way that feels aligned with you. Cause I know that's, that is always, you know, a really hard conversation to have with Very anyone. Much so, so Very much. So good. Okay. So I feel like there was so much we covered on this conversation already from like leadership to hiring and to Enneagrams and all the things. So I want to shift gears to one of my favorite parts of the episode. And one of the reasons why I actually started this podcast, because 
social media in a way has become a highlight reel, right? So we Mm -hmm. see all these beautiful income um, revenue months and all these beautiful things of entrepreneurs and, you know, it takes a lot of hard work to get to where the, you know, where we are. Right. And there's a lot of challenges and struggles that every entrepreneur has faced in their business or in their life that has impacted to, you know, the reason why they're here today. So is there anything, whether it's a challenge or struggle that you have experienced in your life that has helped to shape your trajectory to where you are now? Yeah. And it's interesting. There's been some little stuff during my journey in entrepreneurship, but I'm actually going to take it back a little bit further than that. And this is the beginning of my career as an IO psychologist. And when I say the beginning of my career, I mean, trying to get into the dang on field, right? (laughs) So back when I was actively transitioning from undergrad, trying to get into graduate programs, do the internships, all Mm -hmm. of that fun stuff during that phase, I applied to, I want to say six programs or something like that and got rejection letters from every single program. Mm -hmm. And those of you that are familiar with me and those of you that aren't Enneagram, I'm a five, I'm a researcher, I'm an academic. So never in my life had I felt so uniquely put down Mm -hmm. than when I just got rejection after rejection after rejection. And fun story, little tangent. I think after the last rejection letter, I like randomly went out and got a Zumba license. And I was like, I'm just going to be a Zumba instructor. Like forget (laughs) the world. I don't even care. I love it. I love it. Yes. And, you know, I think really what that did was it really challenged my faith, to be honest. And I don't know Mm -hmm. anybody's spiritual Mm -hmm. beliefs, but I have a strong spiritual belief and it really, really rocked me. And, you know, I was young, I was hungry, and it was just, it was jarring, honestly. And I remember really just like being like, okay, you know what? We're going to do this Zumba thing. I swear to you, I like really was serious about it. I was like, we're going to love it. The thing. And on the side, we're going to apply for any and every internship, any and everything remotely related to IO. So HR, operations management, whatever we're applying. And I was just going to rock it out for the year and try again next year. And as I was going through that journey, I get a call from the department head of one of my favorite programs. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to welcome you into the, I don't remember what year the class started, but I wanted to welcome you into the latest cohort for this master's program. And I'm like, should I tell him that he sent me a rejection? No. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it was a clerical error. So yay for that. Yay for keeping wow. faith and keeping pushing. But yeah, that was an experience. And it's one of the things that marks me in terms of always just keep moving even though I was mm-hmm. moving in some funky ways, I'm telling you, Zumba, I've taken like I three love classes it. I love since it. then, but whatever, <laughs> keep moving and just keep your eye on what you're going after. You know what I mean? And keep the faith. You won't always get the call, mm-hmm. but you'll always get another opportunity. Exactly. And I love that because entrepreneurship, everyone always thinks that it's just like this one linear path and just like your journey to entrepreneurship is one linear path. And Mm -hmm. look at what you had to go through all these different things and experiences to get you to where you are now. So So beautiful. You are amazing. I feel like we could talk about this. I mean, we need to do like a part two on this Probably. on leadership alone. <laughs> so we're going to have to come back. But how can people find you, work with you? I'll drop the links in the show notes too. 
Beautiful. I am in all the places. Simple girl. It's my name. So you can find me at Tiana Tai on Instagram, TianaTai.com, Tiana Tai everywhere else. I even have a YouTube these days, by the way. So that's kind of Ooh, cool. so Look, good. I won't tell a lie. No videos yet, but they will come 2021. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can find me everywhere. <laughs> I, I am the same way with, with the YouTube videos, except I need to, for those that are listening, you can't tell I'm actually recording in a closet right now. So fun times. This is how we operate, right? Let me tell you, I just want one of those like sound bubble things and it's yes. on and popping. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for having me.